Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh yeah! A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things FinTech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. Hey everybody, how you doing today? Maitseep Khan here, and you are tuning in to Fintech Fridays. Today, I have an absolutely incredible guest. I got Asad, okay, from Fortuna.ai. Asad, thank you so much for uh, making here today. I mean, this means the absolute world to me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor. So, could you just for a second give us a little bit more of who and what Fortuna is and a little bit more about you and your background? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll start with my, with my background. So, basically, I've... Um, uh, I've done sales all my life. I started out in the in the trenches at uh, Future Shop, and uh, some of the guys who've done sales, and you know they've gone through that process. They know exactly how that is. Uh, so after that, went to school. Obviously, went to University of Toronto for bio, uh, and then attended Carleton University for uh, political science. Uh, there, started my career in the bank. So. I've been all over the place, right. but uh, with the bank basically stuck around, started you know at the, at the lowest level, kind of rose to the ranks, eventually ended up at CIBC Asset Management where I was doing uh, uh, third-party broker-dealer sales. I mm-hmm. uh, did that for about a couple of years and um, uh, kind of had the genesis of the idea for Fortuna while I was there. Move over to Fortuna. Uh, basically, what Fortuna does is, is top of the funnel sales process automation, which is your client discovery and your client qualification. Mm-hmm. So the entire ethos behind our, our product and our company is that, uh, you know, salespeople today are spending about 80% of their time doing mundane admin tasks. We're using AI to automate that portion so they can spend more time and, and, you know, more focus on higher value consultative selling processes. Yeah, no, I mean, I can definitely relate on the sales angle because uh, my first job was a door salesman. So it's uh, sales are brutal, 100%. So could, could you talk a little bit more on, like, I guess, the AI process of it? Is it, do you map it a little bit towards the more, to the salesperson? Like, does the AI kind of work of like, hey, um, I may see this in my sales style and I guess my chat bots or whatever we may have you might be tailored towards that or is it just more of a generic AI? So the way the way it works is we're employing AI in uh, in two spots right now and uh, the first one is is a little bit sandbox experimental the second one is uh, is actually we're using right now um, the the client discovery portion is basically we're using uh, we're using AI to figure out exactly who is it that you should be going after now this happens by taking a look at your transactional let's say you're you're a client of ours uh, we look at take a look at your transactional record take a look at your your sales campaign see where you're having the most amount of success and then just building models based off of that to see exactly who should be going who you should be going after mm-hmm. um, the second where the second place where it's really you know my interest and and where I'm paying more attention to uh, is the NLP component of it okay. the natural language processing where you know we we start the conversation with uh, with your prospects with your leads that are coming in uh, and then we basically lead them down the qualification funnel we'll, we'll find out you know uh, the three things that you need for any sale to occur is hey is there any interest here you know, do they have the authority to make this decision? And then the third one is, do they have the budget uh, to make that happen? Right? Of course. So we we use a, a conversation in general, AI chatbot, to figure out those three things based on your own sales playbook for your company. And once we have that component done, we kind of hand it off to a real life human sales agent, which would be your sales rep. So we don't sit in a space where we go, you know, we're going to use AI to get rid of all salespeople. But we actually say that, no, you know, there is a space for AI. There's a space for real salespeople. There's a, because sales is a very high touch in, in a lot of industries, a very high touch, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, process. So we want to augment that, that, that process and we want to help the salespeople be more productive and more efficient. 
Right. So, I mean, it, you guys are pretty much helping a lot of slack time when it comes to just like building a list, prospecting, calling and everything. You guys absolutely. are just helping streamline that a little bit more, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all the mundane admin tasks, basically, that salespeople uh, end up hate, doing, right? Just absolutely hate. Exactly. And yeah. that's not their forte. No, not at all. Right? No, I'm and here to sell. I'm not here to put everything in my CRM and make double check and exactly. make sure what 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 stage of the sales cycle they're on. Just, exactly. Oh, man. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you look at it, some salespeople are, especially in high-value industries like finance and, you know, even car sales. Yeah. You know, they're six-figure employees. Absolutely. Right? And then if you're expecting as a company your six-figure employee to be doing admin tasks like scraping LinkedIn and all this other stuff, their value is really in being able to do that consultative sales process, not do data mining, right? But then what happens is... Companies are starting to realize this, so now they have you know SDRs, they have LDRs, which is like lead development reps, and now you're paying these people thirty, forty thousand dollars a year just to sit there and scraping lists and you know emailing back and forth to figure out if there's interest. Yeah, this can be automated, and yeah. that's that's where we come from, and that's our perspective that you know, hey, let's get your people to do more high value tasks, leave the mundane admin tasks to machines, essentially. Uh huh. So I guess what's how do you see the trajectory from here? So right now, you know, we're we're obviously focused on finance. We're focused on uh, you know some of the other high value industries as well. We recently started expanding out. Uh, we're doing you know car dealerships. We're yeah. doing you know automotive companies. We're doing you know merchant accounts like alternative finance things like that. Uh, but eventually, obviously, you know, like where our aim is to see how this solution fits in organically in, mm-hmm. in other industries and slowly get there. But right now, we're, we're very niche, we're very focused because uh, as you can imagine, you know, building any natural language understanding uh, models, yeah. you know, industries being industry specific helps us because I come from finance, Omar, my business partner, comes from finance as well. So we understand the language that, that's being spoken. Of course. And we can train our models based on that as well. So I guess how easily do you integrate with the current CRM systems, right? Like the HubSpots and the Salesforces out there? Because you are seeing, you're reading out there that they're slowly trying to build their own models similar to you, right? How do you... Absolutely. How are you either integrating with them and how do you see yourself competing with them? So right now, uh, I wouldn't say we are, we are competitors to CRM. I, I say, you know, we, we have... more of an asset? Exactly. It's more okay. of an asset. We hook in... If you, if you look at any CRM system, even if you look at HubSpot, like HubSpot started out, it, it was very pure. It was very minimalistic, right? I mean, and you look at it today, it's got all these different angles. It's got a chatbot. It's got a meeting scheduling thing. They're just becoming very, very big, and, and they're doing a lot of things. So I haven't seen a direct focus for uh, any of the CRM uh, you know, manufacturers right now that are going strictly down the path of just automating conversations using you know natural language uh, understanding and processing um, so we're basically a perfect shoe in we're, we're, we're a complement to that strategy mm-hmm. uh, we're not looking to replace your CRM we're looking to enrich the data that's already in there and basically anything else that you put in you know the qualification portion of it, it we want to handle it all no I love that, that that's I guess it's very comforting for a lot of the business owners out there, right? Knowing oh, that, I mean, given, given being AI, like it, it's a it's a brand new, it's a very disruptive industry, and it's a brand new disruptive potential market. Just saying that you guys are just going to supplement everything else, that's just just a breath of fresh air for oh, everybody. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're not we're not of the mindset, you know, we're going to replace humans or we're going to, you know, destroy industries or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. It, we look at AI as something that can be used for good mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, it can be used to make people's lives easier as technology is supposed to do technically, um, you know, and, and this is where we're, this is where our mindset comes from that we want to use AI and machine learning to help, um, you know, people be more efficient, more productive, and also just to help companies be more efficient and more productive as well. Right, right. I mean, I, I can even see the, the case of like, 
just having thousands of data sets of all these sales, like you guys could even like potentially even pivot to an actual sales learning platform. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Of just yeah. like, hey, these are the car dealerships. These are everything. Like, these are all the case studies. These are all the potential objections you're going to have. It's like, handle them, all that kind of stuff. So the potential is there. It's, it's, it's oh, definitely absolutely. incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Building sales playbooks, that's a separate industry. But Oh, yeah. No. I mean, there's organizations out there you can hire right now. They'll look at your your product, who you're selling to, your target market, and oh, yeah. build sales playbooks for you, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully, let's see. I mean, that's not our primary focus. Yeah, right no, now. no, we just, for sure. We just focus on uh, on what we're doing, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, you never know what the future holds, right? So, no, absolutely agree with yeah. you. I'm just going to pass this off to you. So I guess you're in the AI space, right? What about AI truly excites you? Oh, the possibilities. Okay. The possibilities, right? I mean, it, we look at we look at natural language processing, uh, and that's, that's the niche that I'm really interested in, right? Um, it's the we have the understanding component down pat like we can understand intent we can extract you know what is it that somebody's trying to say what is the intention behind it and we can even go as as far down as uh, you know looking at what are the emotional uh, cues in somebody's writing okay. right yeah, yeah. we have a great company here in the DMZ um, shout out to Trollt yeah. um, you know they do they do emotional analysis on on text so uh, you know things like that but where we haven't been able to make a big breakthrough is the generation component Okay. So right now, in you know, like if somebody is going, you know, we use AI to generate emails or we use AI to do generate text. Um, yes and no it's at the same time. Vague, it's very yeah. vague, and it's also a lot of it is template based. Yeah, right. It's decision trees. They're going okay. If somebody says this, if this is the intent, you know, we extract it out. You know, use this template to reply back. Mm-hmm. Whereas organic language generation, uh, it's still very nascent is still in the labs uh is very academic in its pursuit so we're not there yet i want to see the possibilities of when that occurs where you know machines are able to communicate back just organically without using any templates or or, you know any predetermined um uh schema in terms of how and what to say that would be very very interesting i mean aside from that in ai uh, i'm a i'm a big fan of uh, computer vision I think there's tons of possibilities out there. Um, there's a lot of great stuff happening right now. For example, you know, crop analysis, that's going on. Um, there's a new, um, uh, I just was just reading about it recently as well. Um, there's a company, there's a new startup basically that, that's building uh, computer vision AI to help uh, when people get lost in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, to help, you know, like firefighters and, and forest rangers and things like that to be able to locate people. So there's a lot of interesting stuff happening. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's there's stuff happening in mining. There's stuff happening in you know like pollution prevention. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, doing surveying, all sorts of different things. So right. computer vision is also very very interesting. So, I guess how do you see? I mean, or just AI sales in general? How do you, like how do you how fundamental do you think it is when it comes to AI business? The thing is, deploying AI is becoming kind of a priority for a lot of big enterprises and big businesses, uh, and you know. Uh, I think sales is is an untapped market when it comes to machine learning and being able to learn from uh, historical transactions, totally historical sales, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sales campaigns, marketing campaigns. So slowly, we're going to see a lot of activity in this in this space. Uh, uh, marketing is already kind of seeing it. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of great companies out there that are basically deploying AI to to fine tune and help you really personalize the marketing that you're doing but slowly you're going to see it happening in in sales direct sales as well in whether it's inbound outbound whatever it is you you need to find people for your business to sell to of course you need to qualify them right right now that is a very human very labor intensive job so 
eventually I see it being a space where, where machines excel, where they help you find the people, qualify them. And then, you know, once the actual sales process kicks off, a human agent takes on and is able to basically close that process. So the end result here is that you're going to compress your sales cycles. You're going to make sales more efficient and, you know, you're going to make your, your entire uh, organization more efficient because of that. Yeah. And you're just going to have a lot more harder numbers to work off of. Absolutely. Because that's, that's the very tricky thing about sales because it, since it is so labor intensive and since it's the human error when it comes to sales, it's so astronomically high. I mean, um, it's also laziness too, right? it, I mean, yeah, no, I, no, no, absolutely, no, I absolutely agree with you. It's just like, again, like we talked about, just manually inputting everything into exactly. the CRM. It's like, exactly. okay, I emailed them back, third touch, um, booking a call in next Thursday at four, see how it goes. And then we just wait. Absolutely. Dude, there's there's a lot of research out there that says you gotta you got to reach out to uh, your potential prospect like five to seven times, like five to seven touch points. And Minimum. I've been a salesperson. Yeah. So have you. I mean, how many times can you honestly say that you did seven touch points? It, it's a lot of it's, it's, a, it's a, a lot. lot of it's work. a lot, yeah. Right? Especially, and it's, it's a huge emotional toll too, because you hear if your hair knows all day. Oh my goodness. Like yeah. The the twentieth or the twenty fifth or the fiftieth no, it's like ah, you you cringe a little bit, you know, hearing that. Yeah. So I mean, especially if it's during the day, right? Depends on yeah. like like you mentioned car dealerships. Yeah. Right? Like they're probably cold calling. 150 people yeah if not more yeah. and it's just hearing no 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 it's it definitely gets to you so like cleaning that out cleaning that process out definitely it's going to make it a lot more um, absolutely more streaming a lot more easier i mean you got, you guys are not even like not even at what a year and a half yeah, a year right. old yeah yeah so i mean yeah. uh what does the next five years of fortune look like for you and the company yeah absolutely um so, like you said, you know, we're, we're still a very young company. So, we're in the throes of, you know, full-blown product development right now. We had our version one out, uh, um, you know, which which the market market was very receptive to. Uh, you know, we've had the fortune to be of, of being, you know, revenue positive since day one, since we launched. Uh, you know, we're we're um, uh, we're making money as well. So, it's um, uh, it's a very exciting time to be because we're we're really taking the feedback that we're getting from our initial batch of clients and fine-tuning the product, making sure we're we're you know adding features that that there's an actual market demand for and just basically making sure that it's a it's a very seamless experience for the sales teams that we're getting onboarded even the individual salespeople that we have right now um, uh, you know they just have a good experience so right now we're fully focused on building a product that our customers love and that our customers you know our clients are recommending to their friends and their the people that they have in their network so that is the short-term goal right now um, uh, the next five years honestly you know like it can it can go uh, a lot of different ways but uh, what we're what we're aiming at is we're growing our team very rapidly um, you know we're, we're 11 people right now in the company uh, but uh, we're probably gonna double by by mid 2019 um, so you know we're, we're full-blown um, aiming at making sure that we're doing all the right things for our customers making sure that you know where our product is on point and then also just making sure that uh, we're, we're helping as many sales professionals and sales teams as possible uh, you know reduce their workload become more efficient become more productive um, and uh, hopefully in the next five years you know you can you can hear us as a household name uh, helping sales out everywhere and uh, you know cutting down on uh, on the manual boring admin, admin stuff that uh, a lot of sales guys have to do I'm very excited of like just from more of a personal standpoint, like from a salesman to salesman, like yeah. I'm very excited to like, oh, thank God, like hey, you're, me just, too. <laughs> you're saving. I mean, the, the countless number of hours of just yeah. you're going to be saving is just it, again, it's astronomical. Like oh, absolutely. It, it really is. It's just like it's just going to make it's just going to make sales so much more salesman. You really use this term lightly, but so much easier. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just a lot more stress. It just yeah. like um, it's just more streamlined. Right. I mean, yeah. as long as sales is always going to be hard. 
I mean, even once you qualify somebody, there's a lot of you know nuances that go into actually closing uh-huh. the sale. Uh-huh. So uh, it's always going to be hard. But as uh, as long as we can make the the front end grunt work a little bit easier, and you know at least take it uh, somewhat off the shoulders mm-hmm. of the actual salespeople. Mm-hmm. It gives them the flexibility to be able to focus more on the actual sales process and then being able to, you know, really being consultative and helping yep. rather than, you know, just rushing through everything and trying to get to the next guy. Right. So uh, the, the aim really here is that we want to make sure that sales is as it stays as human as, as it possibly can. But at the same time, you know, removing everything that is mundane and uh, basically admin work that that can be automated. I guess what are the this is probably more of a nitty gritty question, but like. When it comes to qualifications and just building out your models, what does your data sets look like? Like, where are you really pulling it from? And ideally, where do you want to start pulling from to get even more tactical data to work with? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So right now, uh, presently, we're building all our data sets ourselves because, I mean, we started out by uh, running the entire sales process for us manually. Yeah. You know, this is this is before we had a product. Uh, we, we were, we've basically kept a record of every communication we've sent out, all emails, all, you know, like social media messages, whatever it is, the responses we've had, we've had them tagged internally because we have, uh, we've been lucky enough to work with a, with a very brilliant data scientist as well. And she's helped us, um, you know, tag this data, clean this data and build our models on top of it. So, you know, Right now, we're generating our own data sets uh, and also our clients, the, the first batch that signed up with us and even the second batch that signed up with us, uh, they're helping us build some of these these models out as well because you know they've given us permission to use some of the data anonymized, obviously, to see you know what the sales process looks like, uh, what type of objections you get, what, a, what, a, what does a rejection look like, what does an ambiguous response look like. Right. So figuring out all of these things. Um, where we would hope we could get more data um, is basically, you know, doing a partnership with a large organization that, that has a very heavy focus on sales, which I would think it would be every organization, every yeah, business. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that makes sense. I mean, ideally, every business should be focusing on sales. Exactly, exactly. And then being able to see some of the sales campaigns they have run and, you know, using that transactional data essentially to be able to better our models because the more data we can feed into our ml models it just makes the model so much better exactly yeah exactly exactly. it's a data play (laughs) no it 100 is a data play and that's um i mean i'm glad you guys realized that really i mean again it's 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 a sales thing right it's like exactly it's the more numbers it's just it's, it's a numbers game yeah all it is is numbers game yep Law of averages, really. So, uh, Asad, so just to quickly wrap this up, what would be the best way for people to either contact you, Fortuna? Do we email you? Do we tweet you? Do I send you a Snapchat? Like, how what would be the best way to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if anybody wants to get in hold, uh, get in touch with us, uh, just go to fortuna.ai. So that's www.fortuna.ai. Uh, just contact us there. Or you can just directly email me. My email is asad, A-S-A-D, at fortuna.ai. Asad, thank you so much for, again, sitting down with me today. I mean, this is uh, this has been a very fun conversation. I mean, salesman to another salesman. And um, I mean, again, I'm very excited for your trajectory. You guys are definitely in balance of doing really incredible things. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your time. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Cheers. So on the behalf of Canada's leading National FinTech and Crowdfunding Association, I wish you an amazing FinTech Friday and weekend. You've been listening to FinTech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and Partners. Tune in weekly for the latest FinTech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. The National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment FinTech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org.